0: The Amazon Echo, iDevices' ten million dollar home kit bet, Nest goes to the utility channel, Target sells smart home, and Quirky launches new smart home products, and maybe winks just a little bit less. All this next on the Smart Home Show weekly update. Hey everyone, Mike Wolf here with the Smart Home Show. Thanks for joining. It's been a couple weeks since I actually did an update of the news, so I'm going to pack a couple weeks in here into one podcast. That's right, kind of a two-for-one. I'm also going to announce who the winner of the August Smurlock is, so if you enter that contest, stay tuned. I'll be announcing that in a little bit. And just generally, man, it's been a crazy couple weeks. Like I said earlier, it is going to be nuts this quarter, and it's going to get even crazier next quarter. Particularly CES will be, like, uh, insane. But man, we certainly saw a ton of stuff happening, and I'll get into that in just a bit. For those of you who haven't already subscribed to the Smart Home Show podcast, I'd ask you to please do that. Just go to Smart Home Show, theSmartHomeShow.com, actually theSmartHomeShow.com or Technology.fm. You can also find us in iTunes. And if you want to get the written version of the weekly newsletter where I write up and analyze some of the stuff I talk about, just go to SmartHomeWeekly.net. And you can find that. And you can also subscribe to the newsletter. You'll get it in your inbox. You won't ever have to come to the site if you don't want to. If you're just kind of lazy, that's fine as well. Also, if you just joined or just started listening because I was, uh, you heard about me on Tom Merritt's Daily Tech News Show, welcome. Uh, Tom, I love going on Tom's show because Tom is like probably the best tech podcaster out there. <laughs> and is so fluent on pretty much every topic you want to talk about, including Smart Home. And we talked about it this week. We talked about some of the stuff that Wink announced and, and the, or that or quirky announced whatever you want to call them and who won the august smurlock yes i i have been giving away products i'm giving away an august smurlock from the good folks at august and i have installed my august by the way i swapped out my kivo and put in the august not because i don't like the kivo i just only have one front door and i have to say the august Smartlock actually was pretty Nice to install. Pretty easy. I had a little bit of problems trying to get the the actual lock mechanism in there. It's a robot, as they call it. It goes over your existing lock mechanisms. Uh, I had a little trouble with the screws, but, you know, it didn't take too long. Got to figure it out, and the app actually really works well. And here's the major difference I like right now, at least relative to the, the Kivo smart lock, which is from Quickset, is I actually have an Android app. And I know the folks at Unikey, who are the guys behind the keyboard, are working on that, but, man, I don't have to use a key fob. And I actually lost my key fob to my Kivo, so I actually really couldn't open my Smart Lock front door, and I was too lazy to order a new one. Because if you have an Android phone, at least today, you have to use a key fob for the Kivo. And I know they're coming out with an Android app. But now I have an app. I can open my August Smart Lock and close it using Bluetooth. Works really well. And uh, the main, another major difference between the Kivo and August is... The Kivo actually detects oftentimes you just touch the front lock and it detects it with, at least with the August. Um, and maybe there's a proximity sensor where you just walk up and it opens, but I have to have the app open. Or I have the app open and I touch open or lock and it locks it. So you're using your phone to open or lock it. It's a conscious decision to bring open the app. It's, there's an action there with a the Kivo. Uh, It it just kind of does as I walk out the door. And sometimes it actually is overactive. Sometimes the Kivo just opens and closes a little bit. And I I think they probably fixed that with the software update. Uh, But yeah, there's a little slight differences. Again, I like the Kivo. I'm trying out the August now. And I have an August to give away. And the winner for that is Allison Spicer from Oklahoma. Allison Spicer from Oklahoma. You have won it. I will be emailing you, getting your address to ship it out. And uh, we'd like to hear what you think of the August Smartwalk. And folks, I have more stuff to give away. I'll be announcing a new giveaway in about a, maybe a few days, I think, next week. I have some cool stuff to give away. So again, just keep on uh, joining if you if you want to uh, try potential future giveaways. Folks, I've had no end of people uh, and vendors saying, hey, I want to give away a product. So I have more cool stuff to give away as well. So keep tuned for that. On to the news. Again, there's just been a lot of news. I'm going to go over you know some of the stuff I wrote up last week and some of the stuff that's happened this week. I haven't done my write up for this week so uh, it'll be a little more kind of free flowing riffing and kind of a, a just kind of random stream of consciousness thoughts about what happened this week around the news cuz you know folks sometimes it actually helps me to write down my thoughts first <laughs> and that's what I often do I'll do my analysis for my newsletter and talk about it on the podcast and it's maybe a little bit more coherent but I'm just going to riff on the on what happened this week so but getting to last week um, and I still think this is interesting. A lot of people are talking about it. The Amazon Echo. Man, I, I think everyone was surprised when Amazon came out with this thing called the Echo, which is a wireless Wi-Fi Bluetooth network-enabled speaker with Siri-like voice capabilities to basically uh, give it commands and ask it what the weather is. And maybe future in the future, tell it to add something to your Amazon shopping list. We all know that's coming. And, you know, there was like a thousand articles launched and written, blog posts written about how everyone thinks this is Amazon's Trojan horse to get into the home for basically you to buy more junk for Amazon. And I really have no doubt that's true. I mean, I think every big technology company has ulterior motives. We all know that, that Google is gathering data with a nest. And we all are fine with that. But for some reason, people don't give Amazon really the same benefit of the doubt. I think it's partly because Amazon has been a little bit clunky and a little bit awkward with the release of their hardware. If you, if you look what they did with the Amazon Fire Phone, I mean, I don't know if they could have been more on the nose and more obvious about what their intentions were. They wanted you to buy junk from Amazon with their Fire Phone. And, you know, I think what they should have done first is design a great, amazing phone that compared well to a phone from HTC or Samsung or even, dare we say, iPhone. But, no, they really kind of made a fairly... Clunky phone that had all this capability to actually add stuff and buy stuff. And well, what they probably should have done is just make an amazing phone. And so I think when people looked at the Echo, even though they haven't actually gotten into most people's hands yet, they said, well, this has voice capability, has serial like voice recognition. We all know what they want to do with that. But I think it looks pretty cool. And it was really surprising to me. And you know, it made me change my thinking a little bit because as you know, if you've been seeing some of my writing over at Forbes, I've been following my my analysis of Amazon. I thought that the Fire TV, their their TV-centric device was really going to be the epicenter of their smart home strategy, the central command center. And you know, when that came out, it didn't necessarily have a bunch of built-in smart home hooks at least uh, that they've surfaced yet and still haven't surfaced. And I think looking at this, this makes a lot more sense. I've been writing a lot about as well about voice as a, as a command interface for the smart home, I did a report over at Ohm on future technology interfaces. And one of the key ones, perhaps the key one coming in the future, is voice. We've all seen the touchscreen and the kind of the capacitive touch revolution of the past decade. Everyone has touch devices changing the way we interface with technology. Motion sensing is becoming more important for things like, you know, Kinect and, and even on things on wearables. You can find it on your Samsung, Samsung smartwatch, maybe. You know, motion sensing. But I think voice interaction is going to become more and more important. Now, it could be awkward, you know, telling Alexa, which is what you say uh, for the default for the Amazon Echo, hey, Alexa, uh, turn on the lights, maybe a little bit awkward, maybe because I have a, a relative name, Alexa, and that just seems like weird, but you could change the the name, you could change it to uh, Mike Wolf if you want. Hey, Mike Wolf, turn on the lights. But nonetheless, I think it's going to be important in the future. It might be a little bit awkward as they work out the kinks, but I think if you think about all the the ways in which using voice may be easier, and if it's done well, can help people who maybe um, can't get to light easily. If they're if they're you know mo- mobility incapacitated, if they're older, if, if they're handicapped, um, if you're lying in bed just with a hangover and you want to turn the lights, that stuff becomes interesting if it's done done well. So, the the really the news was Amazon put out this device. Um, $199. If you're, a, if you're an Amazon Prime user, it's $99. You can actually sign up for it to get cheaper. I did that. $99, pretty good deal. And remember, I'm a, I'm a huge Sonos fan, by the way. I, I use Sonos every day. I was using it and just shut it off so I could do this podcast. You wouldn't hear my music in the background. But I'm really intrigued by this echo. We'll see where that goes. And so if you haven't checked it out, if you want to see my write-up, go to smartomeweekly.net. You can see my analysis about it there. You know, the other kind of blockbuster news that, again, took me by surprise, you know, last week was really the surprise week or in smart home, was iDevices coming really out of nowhere and announcing that they've invested $10 million in HomeKit. Now, if you don't know about iDevices, they're a company that make connected thermometers for your meat, basically. They make this thing called the iGrill. It's a thermometer that you can stick in meat, in. It's Bluetooth, Bluetooth connected to your, your iOS device and lets you know... You know what the heat is if if you've reached like a certain ceiling on your heat. Well, that's well, that's what their product have that's what their product has been what they've been known for. But they came out of nowhere and said they said we've invested ten million dollars in our own product which we will unveil at CS. And oh by the way, all this work will be done. We've been adding tons of employees. We've developed a platform. If so, if you are a company that wants to build your own home kit device, you can use our platform. We have modules. We have software. We have, you know, you know, we can SDK. You can build basically a HomeKit smart home device, an appliance and appliance, and tap into our system. Develop. We have the tools, and we'll help you do that. And so they announced that they're they're coming out with this platform. And so they really reminded me. And this I wrote in my analysis. Have you heard of a company called Electric Imp? They remind me a little bit of that. They're basically trying to be an Electric Imp for HomeKit, basically providing tools hardware modules, and all the things you need to turnkey your own smart home device for HomeKit. And so they're really uh, maybe helping to remove a little bit of the mystery. I mean, HomeKit has kind of been a mystery for a lot of folks, what it's going to be. We all know it is, it's Apple's smart home software framework. And most of the work that Apple's been doing with partners has been kind of behind the scenes. There hasn't been a lot publicly announced. But this you know kind of shows you a little bit and, and helps you a little bit, uh, maybe remove a little bit of the mystery. So I think it's interesting. I think iDevices is an interesting company. This this huge announcement was it was kind of an interesting thing. And uh, and you know another thing kind of tidbit. I I actually did a podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast, you want to hear Chris Allen, the CEO of iDevices. And I think I did the first podcast interview with him after this announcement. So check that out. Go to dot The smart and check it out or go to technology.fm if you want to listen to this podcast conversation with Chris Allen, he told me that it is not a kitchen device. Because you're, you're basically thinking iDevices, they make these Bluetooth-connected meat thermostats. Okay, their, their kit device is just going to be another kitchen device. And he said it's not a kitchen device. He also told me it's not a smart home hub. He told me they don't believe in smart home hubs. So, you know, my, my analysis, I've probably been more than anyone this year writing about the idea that the smart home hub eventually goes away Sure it's necessary in a lot of instances. If you're if you're building a platform, you probably need a hub. If you're if you want to get into a smart home, if you're a user, if a consumer that's interested, you probably need a hub. But over time, that thing starts to go away. And I'm sure that's what what Google is thinking with, with this Nest Thermostat. Probably what Apple is thinking. They're probably not coming out with a hub. But you know, iDevices said they're not building a hub. They're building something for the smart home based around HomeKit. It's not a hub. It's it's basically stationed in another part of the house. So Man, the company is just intriguing. Lots of mystery, so I'm really kind of interested to see what iDevices announces at CES, and keep an keep an eye in your out for that. Another big news, you know, I've, I wrote about the week before and talked about it. How Walmart is coming out with this smart home products. We got news last week that tr- that Target is trialing smart home products in 500 stores. And you know, Target to me is a really crucial retailer. If you look at the landscape for technology. Over the past 10 years, in the past 20 years, you've seen the superstores go away, right? You've seen CompUSA, Computer City, uh, Circuit City, uh, which is comparable to Best Buy. You've seen these guys all go to the graveyard. And what's happened is, obviously, Costco's become bigger, Amazon's become bigger, and Target and Walmart have become bigger for selling electronics. So you may not get the selection you were going to get at a Circuit City or CompUSA, but you certainly are getting a decent selection, and... Target is going to start opening up and, and putting smart home products on, on the store shelves. And so they haven't put out a lot of details. I, I haven't really kind of done the investigation to see if anyone in the field has pictures for me. But if you are, if you're in Minnesota, maybe maybe you can send me pictures. Uh, just email the smart home show at gmail.com. Uh, we got early pictures of what Best Buy smart home aisle looked like. So hopefully maybe we can get some, some pictures of what Target's smart home aisle looks like. I would imagine, if you think about the way Target approaches things, not a huge selection. Like you won't see like good, better, best, uh, and, and maybe five more smart locks. You'll see probably a couple smart locks. You'll see probably a couple you know of lighting, maybe like Philips Hue. Um, you may see one or two smart home hubs. Maybe eventually you'll see Target brand of smart home, although I doubt it. I don't think that's their, their modus operandi. But I think what you'll see is, you know, in, the, in kind of the key categories, the popular point products and probably a smart home hub or two so you can buy into a, a smart home ecosystem. And I think that's what you're going to see for, for Target. And again, uh, I'm looking and I'll dig a little bit more and see what we see about that. But if you're a Target fan, uh, now you can start to buy your smart home products from there. So that's interesting. Another little tidbit that's interesting is Nest, the smart home thermostat. Uh, from now owned by Google, is announcing announced a deal last week where they're dist- distributing a free Nest thermostat to anyone in Ireland who becomes a, a customer of the utility Electric Ireland. They'll get a free Nest thermostat in exchange for a two-year agreement. And of course, there are lots of blog posts saying this is amazing. Uh, Nest is very innovative. And I think that the fact that they are looking at, at the utility channel, at the service provider channel, is interesting. But certainly the model that they're using here is basically the oldest model in the book for hardware distribution through a service provider. You basically uh, get a, a subsidized product in exchange for a service agreement. We do with phones all the time in the U.S. And we're seeing this model now employed by Nest in Ireland. So I, I think it's good for Nest because they're smart to go after the utility channel. And so the likes of Honeywell and other companies who distribute their thermostats Through utilities, through the service providers, um, you know, maybe a little bit more worried because you know Nest is aggressively going after that. Because most of the Nest thermostats are going through retail today. You can buy them at at Home Depot. You can buy them elsewhere. You see end caps with Nest in it. But I think now, if if you are you you get your electricity through a certain utility, and all of a sudden you get a flyer saying, "Hey, get the Nest thermostat," you might be excited about that. Or if if you move to a new city and you're you're trying to decide. Although you don't have oftentimes a lot have a lot of choice uh, with utilities, but if you see, hey, I'm there, you know, my local utility is giving away a free Nest thermostat, you might be more eager to sign a long-term service agreement. So, I think it's smart on their part. Certainly uh, couldn't hurt their momentum in the market, which is already fairly good. And so we'll see where that goes. Moving on to this week, I think the biggest news of the week, kind of the kind of the really surprising news of the week, was Quirky basically relaunched their entire smart home effort. And they came out with like a blockbuster lineup of new products. They came out with seven products and some really interesting ones. And to me, maybe a kind of interesting side note, I talked a little bit about this with Tom Merritt on the Daily Tech News show, is that really kind of the lack of emphasis of the weak brand. I mean, because if you look at what happened this summer, Quirky, which is this really interesting company that has crowdsourced ideas and then helps bring products to market. Really kind of the coolest company, one of the coolest companies I think out there because uh, they're really kind of at, the, kind of at the, the epicenter of what's going on of all the cool trends around the resurgence of hardware innovation and crowdsourcing. They're kind of touching all of these things. They announced that they're getting so much action in the smart home that they wanted to do their own dedicated company. This was a, basically a company... That was its own company that was owned by Quirky, but really was going to be their smart home company. Sure, they had the Quirky app or the Wink app, but they announced basically a new company. And they had a general manager and they had employees and they're employees of the specific company. And then and then all of a sudden, last week, they had a new announcement with alongside General Electric and announced they're doing all these new smart home products. And if you look at them, they have the Quirky name on them, Quirky and GE. And it really doesn't have Wink. I'm looking at the pictures right now. It has quirky branding all over it. It doesn't have Wink branding. So, to me, it's a little bit confusing, right? I, I get that they they wanna, and this is probably smarter, putting a lot more wood behind the arrow, behind the quiver, of quirky rather than Wink, kind of because that's going to be your brand name that you ultimately want to build up. But the fact that they came out, you know, four or five months before and saying Wink is really everything we're doing smart home, and then like three or four months later they came out with a new. Basically, great lineup of products, and we'll talk a little bit about those. And really, kind of de-emphasize Wink. That was kind of curious. No one really wrote about that. I'll, I'll write about it. Um, so I, I think maybe they just realized that kind of trying to build two brands and two companies was a little too, bit too much. And why not put all the, like I said, all the emphasis behind one brand and quirky, and then have Wink be our, our brand for our app, etc. That makes a little more sense. And maybe that's what they're thinking was. But again, it looks like they did a little bit of a t- kind of a mini half pivot. And kind of put all their effort around the Quirky brand for their smart home products. And so, if, just getting to the announcement, they basically announced seven new products. And there's, they announced a smart garage door controller. Uh, they announced um, a water thermostat. And they all had kind of cool names. Um, Outlink, which is an outlet for monitoring power. Um, just a lot of stuff. and I'll link to it. But I think the coolest one is this thing called the Spotter Unique. What the spotter unique is, is is basically a multi-purpose sensor where you can add and and customize and add four different sensors in one little device. And you can add, you know, temperature and sound sensor, accelerometer, you can add light sensor. And so they're basically offering this customizable sensor that you can build and have ordered and sent to your house within, you know, maybe a month or so. And I was just toying with and and kind of building my own uh, today. Uh, And I haven't ordered it yet, but I think it's just a cool idea. I think this idea of customization around smart home makes a lot of sense. And so Quirky, man, Quirky is just an ambitious company. When I look at what they're doing around smart home, you know, not only did they now announce a platform uh, in, in the Wink app and then the Wink hub and have this pretty you know, audacious partnership with GE, kind of helping kind of be the epicenter of what they're doing around innovation in the smart home and Home Depot. They announced seven new products this week. And uh, and really, they also announced that they're building a, a new West Coast headquarters. They're a New York company, um, and the, but they are now going out west, and they're building a West Coast headquarters where they're going to be doing a lot of three D printing and and all sorts of things to build customized smart home products. So I thought that was pretty interesting as well. Again, they had this event. I got invited to it, but I'm not on the on the East Coast. I didn't go. Would have been cool to go, but uh, I just I think it was an interesting announcement. Some interesting wrinkles to it like the de-emphasis of Wink, which I thought was something I saw there, but also, maybe more importantly, just all these cool new products. So I'll have some more analysis at the smarthomeweekly.net. Again, smarthomeweekly.net. You can see it there, and you'll check out some links there. Another piece of news this week was the Scout Home Security Alarm, the Scout System, which did a Kickstarter or crowdfunding campaign um, earlier this year finally started shipping to their backers. And so I think that was that's interesting. Um, you know, I wrote a lot. I've been writing a lot about smart home security and how there's been a, an emergence of what I call smart home security appliances, basically kind of all-in-one devices that allow you to uh, configure a DIY smart home security system in your house. Um, so I think Scout was one of these companies, and they have some interesting sensors that actually you can add on and modularize around their Scout hub. But what's most interesting is they actually started shipping. They started shipping to their backers. I think TechCrunch did a big review of it, so I, you know, I can link to that. And so they're finally getting out, and you can actually go by product. The fact that they ship is actually interesting. I think you got to mention whenever a, a crowdfunding company ships, I think it's an achievement. Um, I don't believe that Canary, another smart home security appliance um, that has gotten a lot of press, has actually shipped it. So I think they're actually behind So the fact that Scout shipped, I think is interesting, obviously should be commended. Um, And so check that out. I mean, they have also monitoring plans. And one of the interesting things that, you know, I've, uh, I felt that it's going to be interesting is you can, you're seeing an emergence of smart home DIY stuff, but also some of these guys are actually offering monitored security. So you actually have some sort of call center, let you know um, if you actually have been or had an intrusion. So uh, you can check them out at ScoutAlarm.com. Alarm, They're shipping. I thought I'd mention that. The last piece of news from this week I, I will mention, you know, Samsung had a huge developer conference. You know, anytime Samsung has, uh, you know, a big developer conference, I think they they spin out a lot of news. It's a company that has their fingers on a lot of different things. And I know that they've been pretty active in smart home. And they've been pretty active in developing Internet of Things platforms. And obviously with the acquisition of SmartThings in August, they they've got even deeper into smart home. So they had their developer conference. And one of the things that came out of it this week was they announced a SmartHome SDK. And one of the things that they've been talking about the last few weeks is how they see appliance manufacturers being able to integrate and, and connect to smart the SmartThings platform. And, what, and the SmartHome SDK is actually for appliance manufacturers who want to control them using either smart things or a samsung smart tv or whatever. So I think you know obviously samsung is an interesting company. I think they're a company that sometimes sometimes is reactionary. Um sometimes you know looks at a market and just starts throwing a lot of spaghetti against the wall, but I do think that they're a company with a lot of resources, a lot of a lot of advantages and assets at their disposal. Obviously they're smart or their 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 strong placement in the smart home space. The fact that they they sell white goods, the fact, they, the fact that they sell TVs. So they are in a lot of endpoints and so when they start to try to connect all this together, and I think now smart things is a big part of this, I think it's going to be a really interesting thing to watch unfold. So I think SCS will be interesting for Samsung. I'm sure, sure they're putting together a lot of their strategy and what they're going to be doing there, but uh, uh, something to keep an eye on. So, you know, they announced an SDK for the smart home this week, and so we'll see what happens. We'll see what appliance manufacturers uh, jump on board with Samsung uh, over the next few months. Well, that's really it. This is kind of a wrap-up. I just wanted to talk about some of the big stories that's been happening in the Smart Home. I certainly uh, appreciate all you who listen and subscribe to the Smart Home Show. If you haven't already subscribed to iTunes, you know where to do. You know where to go. Uh, Go to iTunes or or go to Stitcher. If you want to potentially enter for new Smart Home giveaways, if you want to join the lucky Allison Spicer in winning advice, all you have to do is uh, give a review of The Smart Home Show on iTunes or Stitcher and just email it, email it to thesmarthomeshow at gmail.com. Again, thesmarthomeshow at gmail.com. And you'll be entered for future giveaways. So do that if you, if you want. And also, if you want to get the newsletter, just go to smarthomeweekly.net and uh, you can subscribe and, and check it out there. Hey, everyone, once again, thanks for listening to The Smart Home Show. My name is Michael Wolf, and we'll talk to you in a few days.